We are presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. Eric Allen here in the studio, joined by Jets inside linebacker C.J. Mosley. Great to see you. Nice to see you, too. When the schedule came out very recently and you saw the Baltimore Ravens, the home opener, what did you think? Um, it was an exciting feeling. You know, I missed out on the opportunity to play in Baltimore. Um, so we got opened up September 11, you know, a home opener at home. So it's definitely going to be an exciting game. Um, but more importantly, just excited more for the opportunity. Um, I mean, it's been four, I get maybe four or five years now since I played with Baltimore. So, you know, that hype is going to always be there. But <clears throat> when I step on that field at the end of the day, I'll be happy with a W. I don't care, care how many tackles I have. I don't care how many players I make. But if you come out the game with a W, that's all that matters. What do you think the environment is going to be like at MetLife Stadium for week one? I know you got a lot of work to go before mm -hmm. then. But just after this offseason, it was year one under Robert Sala last year. Uh, big additions, um, both in free agency and the draft. And everybody's raving about the culture and what you yeah. guys are building. What do you think it's going to be like to be there? Uh, everybody's going to be on the edge of their seats from from start to finish. Uh, that's that's the the mentality that's kind of been set this year. Like you said, with the free agent signings, with uh, with the people that we got in the draft, with the young guys, with the culture change. You know, every everybody's saying this is the year. We, we all you all know how that goes. But um, honestly, you know, just being just being here in the locker room, being around the guys this off season, everybody really you know feels that that energy really feels that, you know, this can be a special year, but we all know it's going to take a lot of work. And like you said, this is just the beginning of what we're trying to accomplish. And um, if everybody, you know, stay the course, uh, continue to do the right things on and off the field, um, believe in each other and we can, we can go as far as we want to this year and, and for more years to come. How charged up was MetLife your first game there in 19 <laughs> against the Buffalo oh, yeah. Bills? Oh yeah, it was. It, was, it wasn't one to forget, I'll tell you that. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you know, the crowd is always into it. Um, you know, from the first from the first snap, you know, it was it was rocking, man. And you love to have that momentum on your back. You love to have the crowd uh, riding with you, uh, play in and play out. And you really just felt how the offense, defense, special team were just clicking and vibing off each other. You know, defense get a stop. You know, offense went out there and handled their business. Um, if offense didn't get a get a touchdown, you know, special teams put put the defense in a good position. Um, so it was just it was just a lot of complimentary football going on that game. And uh, when you really can click like that and, and finish our games, that's that's when you really know you got something. Uh, well, we're going to talk uh, much more than just the schedule. But what did you think when you saw the AFC North in four consecutive weeks to start the season? Uh, well, honestly, for me, it's it's like another season. You know, <laughs> I'm used to you know playing playing those well those three opponents uh, you know year in year out. Um, but it's, it's going to be a test. Uh, it's going to be a test early in the season. On um, the first four games of the season, a lot of mistakes can happen. You know, teams still figure out. What, what they like the best, what personnel, what, you know, what things that can happen. Um, so, you know, for us, we just got to make sure we come, we come out precise. Uh, we come out and do our best try not to play, try to play mistake-free football um, and try to be a team that can really, you know, close our games and, and handle situations really well. How do you simulate playing against a guy like Lamar Jackson? And, and <clears throat> also with that being said, does it help you guys to face in, a, in an offense that's so unique like that in week one, because you do have the three or four months before yeah. in knowing you're going against them. Yeah, uh, it's it's not easy. You know, he's a unique player, uh, one of a kind type of player. You know, even when we used to go up against him at the Raven, it was hard to you know try to you know 
emulate what what he does is it's hard to do. That's why he's one of the best quarterback in this league. But um, honestly, you know, we it comes down like what I just said. You know, we have to once we get our game plan that week, do our best to execute that game plan. This is the NFL. You know, he's a MVP quarterback. We know what type of plays he can make with his with his feet and with his arms. So at the end of the day, you know, we do our best to try to you know stop those explosive plays, knowing that they're going to be a heavy run team. Try to stop the run and make them one dimensional. You know, and just get everybody to the ball once you get loose. You got a milestone coming up. I don't know when we're going to air this podcast, but we're taping here in early June. You're going to be turning 30. What do you um, feel about that? I was like, I got a milestone. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and honored, you know, to still be be sitting here, um, still have guys, you know, looking up to me. Um, and, you know, for me to still be able to grow as a player and as a person. Um, <clears throat> you know, I came into this year. I'm not not satisfied, you know, with what I did personally. Obviously, not satisfied with the season that we had. Not satisfied with where our defense was, and and I still feel like I found ways to improve myself on what I can, what I'm looking at each play, um, how I can improve in this defense. You know what I can do to you know help everybody get in better positions, and that's the u- unique thing about this game. You know, the older you get, you know, you think you, you think you know it all, you think you've seen it all, but you know it's always something. This game is always always evolving. Um, it's like a game of chess, you know, you just got to, the offense is going to do something to make the defense have to make up a whole new game plan. So each year um, that the NFL, you know, goes on each year that that offense get better, uh, players get better. You know, the defense has to find a way to, you know, counter those, counter those um, offenses, and those offensive coaches. And uh, I, I think starting last year, I really took a lot of pride in and really trying to, you know, study, study the offense compared to, know what the offense coordinator does so when i when i make a play or when we make a play we make a stop it's not like no nah, we're not just stopping offense no we stopping the offense coordinator too so it's 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 when you think about it like that it, it gets really fun how much more <laughs> advanced mentally are you now at this point compared to the guy who was drafted by the ravens uh it's um it's night and day honestly um i, I relied a lot on my um my techniques and you know just just be able to feel feel the ball and see things, but um, you know, just eliminate that that one step, those those two steps, that back pedal. When you take one 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 or two more hops that you need to, that can put you on that break or that interception right there. I mean, it's 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 amazing when you can when you really lock into like your job and what you have to do. Then obviously, once you get a feel for the defense and you like know what you're doing, you can start looking at you know pre snap recognitions and. Looking at formations, there's just a lot of little things that you're gonna lock inside your your game that that can put you to that next level. What about instincts, though? <laughs> because the book on you always coming out was you were instinctive. But with that being said, you're talking you're talking about not taking a false step mm-hmm. here or there. How much do instincts play a part in the game? Uh, it plays a lot of part of the game. Uh, one, you know, you. When, you, when you're talking about you know players being coached and and playing football, you don't want to. You don't want to get coached so much where you're not making football plays. If you, you know, if you see a running back a line wide, just because the say stay, you know, inside, you know, he about to run out. You, you want to, you know, get a little outside and anticipate what's going on. So I think when it comes to studying and and just you know, kind of knowing what's going on, it's the anticipation part. You know, if you see something, you see it. Maybe something you study. You know, maybe something that you saw on film from from the player that he might do. That's when your your study habits come into play. Like, all right, instinctively I know it's third down and two. This running back might get out, but now that I see that he's a little bit cheated outside the tackle, now I can really get out because I know what's coming. So just little things like that can really you know put you put you on the next level. Was last year your best <clears throat> season in the NFL? I mean, 
you're a multi-time pro bowler. You're a guy who people say throughout your career that he's one of the best inside backers in the game. Uh, with that being said, how do you rate last year in terms of individually? I know that you didn't have the team success you guys wanted. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it was my best year. As far as stats-wise, yeah. You know, I was making a bunch of tackles, but that can be good and bad. If you yeah. make a lot of tackles, I mean, you might be on the field a lot, uh, you know, something else. There's a lot of things that go going with making a lot of tackles. So I don't really, you know, rate my season based on tackles I've, I've made. Um, I really I really think far as last year was my best far as being mentally prepared each game. Um, knowing knowing what the offense is doing, knowing what to expect out of certain formations, um, you know, reading round formations, seeing routes formations, just just little stuff like that. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but when you break it down like each day and you know you go about it one play at a time, it, it really it really slows the game down for you. So I think last year was probably my best like mentally locked in I've, I've been. But what's your next step? What's <laughs> even another level that C.J. Mosley can go to at age thirty? Um, bring everybody with me. You know, that's what that's what this has been all about. You know, getting getting the right guys in the building, you know, in the locker room, outside the locker room, to to really believe that we can do something special here. And I think that I'm really no, I don't think I know, and I believe that that has what that have what that we've been doing, and and the people that we brought in as far as the free agency, um, the rookie class that it came in, they've been great. They've been working hard, um, and I feel that, that if we you know just stick to what we what we know, stick to the things that we've been taught. Uh, really believe in each other, really work and, and really trust that we can be special. And there's no there's no doubt in my mind that that's what we'll be. We've talked about it before that there's no, I don't think there's any greater um, award than your peers saying that you're the guy. Mm -hmm. Last year you were voted team MVP and you said that you wanted to take yourself to a different level in terms of leadership. What did you do last year? What do you want to do this year? Uh, honestly, last year for me, it was, I want to say more of a proven ground, but, you know, I've been, I haven't played in two years. So I was, I was really focused on, you know, me doing my job, me doing the right thing every day, you know, me coming to work and providing the guys with the right mentality, right attitude, you know, make it have, try to have my best game speech um, for Sunday. Uh, so um, it was a lot of, a lot of me's. And as you can see, uh, I didn't, I'm not a selfish player. I don't play that way, no. but it was a lot of stuff that I was making sure that I was doing right. So now, now that I know I'm good, it's now it's time when you when you when you talk to the D line, when you see something, you yell it out. So um, make it make a long story short, just really being more vocal, even though, even though as vocal as I am, that's becoming more vocal, becoming more uncomfortable, becoming more comfortable being in the uncomfortable situations, whether it's in the in the team room, whether we're meeting, you know, whether we're practicing and talking on the sideline, just any just any little knowledge that that pops in my head, you know, me trying to share with somebody. That's interesting. You talked about communicating to the guys before a game what you were going to say. What what goes into that? Is that like a Saturday night thing? Or? Um, I, it's it's an all week thing. It was it was my first time, you know, really, you know, getting the huddle in for every single game. You know, I I took over the first game. I was like, all right, you know, I got the first one, and it just happened to be me every single week. So <laughs> I had to make sure <laughs> I had to make sure I had something good, you know, to, to keep the guys going. And um, you know, you. You, you think it's easy, but you know when you when that when things not going well, when you're hurting, when you're losing, you know you're traveling, you know, all all these different things uh, play a part in, in you know and yourself and you know try to keep yourself mentally focused. But it's not about you, you know. Um, as long as you, I know at the end of the day, I'm doing my job, so I'm not I'm not ever like worried about you know me having a bad game. 
So I want to make sure that <clears throat> I'm saying the right things. My body language is right for my teammates and for my coaches. So anything that I say is coming straight from the heart, from the mind. Like um, when we went to play, when we played the Bills in the last game, yeah, everybody knew it was gonna be freezing. So <laughs> I started, I started watching Gladiator because we had the night game. So I need something. I need something because I'm not about to wear any sleeves. It's gonna be cold. It's the last game. I need to get my mind right. So I'm watching Gladiator. You know, kind of hear little quotes here and there. I'm like, okay, that. No, that sounds good. The guys might like that. So just a small example is something like pops in my head. I see a quote or I hear a quote. I jot it down and try to figure out a way where we can, you know, just mix it and match it with, you know, our lifestyle and football and our family. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. Speaking of Gladiator, do you like the way you guys went out last year in that game against the Buffalo Bills? Because that was a roster depleted. Mm. You were, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you guys were dealing with like sixth, seventh, eighth receivers, that kind of thing. Injuries across the board, and you gave yourselves a chance to win defensively. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I felt that was probably our best defensive game that we had mm. uh, as far as just uh, God's been on the same page, especially me and Quincy. You know, he had his hands on, I think, two two footballs. So we always joke about him when he dropped a pass out there. Like, all right, you know what that looked like? You dropped him, drop him in practice, you drop him in the game. So, but um, but honestly, it we it kind of it kind of clicked at the last minute. I mean, it's, we saw the same stuff, but you know, some reason things just started to click. He started to get it at that process. But you know, we really felt comfortable. We felt inside ourselves. We felt comfortable with the game plan. So that's all that's that's all we've been trying to do this offseason, you know, really, really hone in on what we want to what we want to be, how we want to look and what kind of mindset we want to bring to the table every day. Quincy said this year it's imperative for him not to just be looking for the big hit that he's got to start coming up with takeaways. Is that something that you guys talked about? Yeah, that's um, that's one thing that we that we talked about a lot in this offseason, um, you know, us communicating more, talking more. Um, building our relationship, uh, obviously, you know, off one year is it can only go so far. So, just been <clears throat> just been been in the system twice um, with him. Uh, we starting to know each other tendencies. Um, we starting to, I would say, react react better off each other uh, without without um, extra movement. Uh, one thing I talked to him about was you know um, his his film study. You know, just being a young a young linebacker, young player. It's not that you don't want to watch film. Sometimes you don't know what to look for, so that might, you know, that might discourage you. Um, so, you know, I told him like, if, if there's anything <clears throat> that you want to want to look at together, watch film with, you know, obviously we we got it. But, you know, honestly, I, I've seen him be be a lot more vocal than he was last year. And I, like I said, that's comes with him being in the system a year, so he's a little more comfortable um, talking to talking to the rooks. You yeah. know, taking them under his wing. Uh, whether it's, you know, being out, um, you know, going to eat with the young guys or being in the practice field, like coaching them up and, and telling them what to do. So just seeing, seeing that part of his game is, is, is a positive because that's all that's going to do is relate to when we get on the field, when we get in action. You know, he's going to be more vocal. He won't be uncomfortable, you know, talking to situations because when it, when it gets long 10, 11, 12 drives and I, I still got to make the call, I'm going to be a little tired. So that's why I need my partner in crime to, you know, help. Help um, signal the call or, or give a call to a couple of the players. So it's gonna it's gonna be a great and fun year for him. Your partner in crime. Uh, are you surprised 
that a guy like Quincy Williams is on the waiver wire, or that's just life in the National Football League. Sometimes it just doesn't work somewhere else, and you find a place where you're going to be able to take advantage of your yeah, talent. That's, that's just life in the NFL. Yeah. That's, that's how things work. Uh, one thing that you that you can't control is is the call that you've been dealt once you get once you get into this league. But you can't control, you know, your work ethic, um, how you how you approach your your day every day, how you attack the day, your mindset, your attitude. You now all that plays a part. You know, no matter what number you are, because at the end of the day, if you are working the next man, if you're doing things the right way, you know, you're going to find yourself, um, like they said, dressing on Sunday. Michael Carter was in this very <clears throat> studio a couple of weeks ago, and he said that I watch C.J. Mosley, everything he does. And he mentioned George Fan as well, and then uh, Tevin Coleman as far as that running backs group. But what does that mean to you that Carter is a running back? He says that he looks up to Mosley. He calls you an OG and says, this is the way you're supposed to approach the game. Um, well, that's that's one thing about the milestone, about, <laughs> about turning 30. Uh, you. You see the cycle of life change in front of your eyes in the NFL. You know, that even another another side story. Um, uh, Wild, Wild Goose is is um, is Dumaville, Dumaville's nephew, I think nephew or uncle nephew. I think so. I played with his uncle Elvis. and yeah, Elvis. Yeah, yeah. I play I played with him in, at, at Baltimore 14, 14, 15. And now I'm playing with his nephew. So he was saying like, yeah, man, I used to watch you when you was at Alabama when I was in middle school. I was like, <laughs> middle school, like what? So that that really, <laughs> every time I hear something like that, I, that put, put puts in perspective like, you know, this this is pretty cool. Like a lot of a lot of players, you know, you know bust their butts and you know, give it their all for, you know, for a few years. You know, unfortunately they get cut short or injuries or something happens and a lot of guys don't see, see that all the all the time that they spent being the young guys and the vets and the old heads and the you know the older coaches that that looked out for them that helped them out that tried to do the right things for them um and kind of how that molded them into the player that they are now and you know vice versa me and now I get the you know just you know sprinkle all that right back out the same lessons that I was taught the same things that I used to hear the same quotes that I used to hear now I still find myself quoting uh, <laughs> Terrell Suggs sometimes. Yeah, so um, it's it's pretty amazing, honestly. And like I said, man, it's a blessing that I can I can still be here and provide that insight, provide you know that mindset, um, the winner mentality, you know whatever whatever word you want to think of. Like I I feel like I can be that person uh, mentally and you know, obviously physically on the field that can you know help bring bring players and team closer because I've I've been in a lot of situations, I've seen a lot of football, and I I've been honored to be around a lot of smart coaches and systems. You got to endure a lot physically to play linebacker in the National Football League. And we come back to your age and say, okay, he's 30 years old. But is age changing across the board in professional sports? Meaning you look at a guy like Steph Curry. I remember coming out of the draft, and I still think of him as a young guy. He's going to be 34 years old. Mm -hmm. You look at LeBron James. He's pushing 40. You're talking about Tom Brady throw, uh, plays a totally different position than you, but guys playing at 45. Does that speak to how well-conditioned guys are now, but also the mental preparation and just people know what to put in their bodies and they also know how to study a yeah. lot better than maybe that we saw in past generations? Yeah, it's it's a collection of all of that. And I'll also add that no, I think it's a lot to do with you know, how the game has changed and evolved uh, as far as, you know, 
the way players are, are being practiced and you know, how much time we spend on the field, what we're doing with our bodies. Um, it's a lot more, it was a lot more physical even when I was a rookie, you know, um, especially before I was in the league, far as the things that was going on, off-season programs and all that. So just the rule change and just how things have changed and evolved in the league and around all sports, um, it's more it's more player friendly and it's and it gives player a longer time to to play in the league. It gives that player that longevity. So um, I would definitely agree that it's collect it's a collection of all those things. Who are guys you like watching? Uh, just as far as in general, or yeah, as far as far as the NFL, uh, you, m maybe you appreciate the linebacker position. Yeah. Or you mentioned Suggs before; he was a former teammate, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe a defender who is retired now. Or, or, um, I, I like watching Edwards for for the Bills. Um, who else? That's another linebacker, Davis with the Buccaneers. Yep. I try to I also try to watch linebackers that are kind of in our system because then I can. So if they plan somebody that that we plan. I can kind of see what what they what they're seeing, or seeing what kind of move or techniques that they're they're doing to try to put me in, in a better position. So that's another thing that you know, that I that I started last year. You know, I, I never really watched film on on other linebackers as far as to study like what are they seeing, what are they doing. If I was, <clears throat> if I was seeing them, it was just because I was watching film on the offense. But um, like I said, man, it's, it's always it's always one little thing where you can find to try to get better. So, um, but. But yeah, that's that was that was actually really cool. Cause I definitely stole some tackles off off some other linebackers' reads. So yeah, <laughs> so that was that was um, pretty awesome. Uh, okay, so you mentioned it before. You talk about hey, I know everybody's saying we got improved talent, but I know we actually have to go out there and make it happen. Is that something that you have to tell the guys in the locker room? <clears throat> I don't think there's people are going around the facility celebrating right now. But with yeah. that being said, they are hearing that you guys have had a good off season. Um, I, I don't think so. Um, you know, we I think we do a good job of you know not really listening to the outside noise because at the end of the day we haven't won anything, we haven't done anything. Um, we definitely gotten better on paper, but that's not going to be anything until we you know put our pads on and, and really get to work and see what we can do when when the when the live bullets get flying. So. Um, you know, you hear the you hear the good draft every year. You hear it's our season every year. No matter where you are, you yeah, everybody wants to win. We want to win. They want to win. We all want to win. But um, you know, it's going to come down to to those key moments this season, and we never know. We're not going to know when that's going to happen. But we but we have to be ready for it. And that's you know that's why we practice. That's why we prepare for for situations so we can be ready for it. What puts you over the top in key moments? What? separates the teams that are going to win double-digit games from the teams that are struggling to get there. Yeah, uh, well, one is it's a turnover margin. That's the first thing you always hear. You know, who can win a turnover battle. battle. And I think, too, for, for us as a team, it's just being the best as we can be at situational football, whether it's two-minute, four-minute, um, you know, start and drive, backed up, you know, all, all the little things that plays a part in, you know, successfully winning the game. And I think if we can, you know, the, we're going to win most of our games is when, when we you know play great situational football and, and control the turnover margin. What do you like most in terms of what you're seeing out here on the practice field? We're in voluntary activities right now. This is phase three, but you're ending the off season by all counts. Mm -hmm. I mean, for all purposes, next week with the veteran minicamp. Yeah. Um, the thing I like the most that I've that I've been seeing is be a little biased. Just, just our defense. You know, the the speed that we have. Obviously, we're young. 
But uh, but our secondary is just it's really just just flying to the ball. Um, seeing a lot of turnovers, a lot of interceptions um, in these OTA practices. Like I said, it's most of been like seven on seven. So yeah. there's <laughs> only so much that we can do. But but we haven't seen that a lot. You know, you see those playmakers, and you can't you. You can't tell a playmaker what to do. They're gonna find a way to find the ball, and that's that's all you need is that one chance. Um, so uh, we can get a lot more interceptions, a lot more fumble recoveries on defense. You know, put Zach in the offense in great position to score. Then we can, you know, we're really gonna have a chance to do some great things. So, but that's that's one of the one of the main things that you can definitely notice if you go out there. That that secondary is really flying around. And um, Ahmad Ahmad is doing really good. Yeah, you're smiling. Yeah. You're saying Ahmad's yeah, doing it's, it's really Ahmad, good. Yeah. So uh, break it down for us. <laughs> Why are you so encouraged? I mean, he was a number four overall pick in the draft, so we no, knew well, he. I was laughing because his name is the mob. We, we not call him Sauce. Okay, I like he, that. He a rook. So once he make a play, maybe in the preseason, we might we might give him Sauce back. Yeah, so Sauce Sauce is for the fans. So. Uh, but <laughs> what do you like about him on the practice field? Uh, right now, just a just pure raw talent. Um, now, obviously, he's getting his coaching in and he learned the techniques. But you can it's sometimes when you see it, you see it and. And today was one of those days. It was like, all right, we we good. We in good hands. So he was he was making plays. They was throwing the ball to him, but he was he was making plays, what you was supposed to do. But but like I said, man, it's 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 just exciting. You know, like I said, when you when you get in a position, you know, that I'm in, you know, you got a chance to 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 really, you know, turn a turn an organization that hasn't won in a while all from a complete 180 from not winning to really being you no know, contenders. And that's that's really like that's have to be our mindset or nothing's going to change. So that's the exciting part about it. You know, we got a chance to do something special that's going to change the lives of kids, families and the NFL for the next 10 years if we do it right. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. What do you think about the dynamic of the aforementioned Ahmad Gardner and DJ Reed? Totally different body types, but they bring such a competitive yeah. uh, juice out there. Yeah. DJ Reed is a guy, he'll fight anybody, yeah. any day. Yeah, mom, his, you would think he's the same height as, um, as Ahmad, the way, the way he plays, the way he presses. But um, he's a guy that doesn't finish until the whistle's blown, and he's a technician. Um, and you, you love to see that, you know. It, it, what, no matter what time it is of the day, he's either working on some moves, getting some treatment, um, doing a little extra work. He's doing something on the side. And, you know, that's one of the things that, that encourage you to try to get better. Like, all right, if he can do something on an off day or a time where we got a little off time, you know, maybe I can do something too. So that's, you know, just if you've been a leader or, you know, you consider a leader, it's not always about what you say. Um, it's not all, it's all always about, um, you know, the things that, that you're trying to do. But sometimes it's it's what you do, not behind closed doors, but, you know, you can be in the building and, and you know, people not know that you're still working. And they come across that and see that when they're about to get ready to leave out the building. It's like, you know what, let me, I think I should do a little bit of work too. Or that make a player want to come to you and ask like, hey, when you're doing this, what do you see here? Or when you're working on this, you know, why are you working on it here? So, you know, just little things like that uh, that keep that get guys in the you know, right position, right mindset and connected. Was free agency cool for you from the perspective is you've been in the National Football League for a number of years. 
you've played in three postseason games, and then you see Joe Douglas go to work. He gets a guy like Jordan Whitehead, who has a championship ring. He's used to playing in big games with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You mentioned DJ Reed before. He's got some playoff experience on the other side of the ball. You can talk about CJ Uzamo just mm-hmm. played in the Super Bowl. Lincoln Tomlinson, who was part of a build himself in San Francisco. So these guys, young veterans, but also guys who've won before. Right, right. It's key thing they they won before. So they've seen it done right. They've been in a system that's done it right. And they've been around players that have done it right. So if they don't see things being done right, it's more easy for them to point it out compared to, you know, players that have that have, you know, come from organizations where things have been a little more lenient or some things haven't been or things have been ran up tight, um, you know, depending on, you know, coaches, uh things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it's when you've been around winning, you know how to win, you coach to win, and you do the right things to win. When you see things that'll make you lose, it's easier to point out. So I think that was a great thing that we did. With the free agent that we signed, a lot of guys that that came here to win, so that's that's most important. They came here to win, and they want to win, and they want to win here. And that's you know, that's all you can ask for when you when you suit up with your teammates. What do you think about the numbers up front in front of you? Uh, if Carl Lawson is back, we're anticipating him to make his appearance back on the field here mm-hmm. at the start of training yep. camp. You know he's busting his yep. butt to get back. Uh, he was so dynamic during training camp last year. You obviously add Jermaine Johnson. Trade up in the first round to get him, get a guy like Michael Clemens. Solomon Thomas is a former uh, first-round pick, a top-five pick yeah. who's familiar with the system. I know he brings that veteran presence as well. Jacob Martin bringing some speed and explosion off the edge. Well, what do you think about what's going to be in front of you in 2022? Well, our defensive line is all about attack. So if nothing else, they're going to attack the line of scrimmage. So I, I never have to worry about that part. Uh, one thing I've I've focused on another part of you know making my game better and getting better in this defense has been is looking at how you know the guys in front of me get off the line of scrimmage on type on different types of run and play action passes because we're going to be in a situation as a linebacker where you know because our offense are first first to get downhill we're going to be in positions where we can get caught by offensive line so just knowing that is step one to <laughs> put yourself in a better position as a linebacker so for me. Um, it's me eliminating key reads when I know I have a pass run conflict. If I know I'm not getting a certain pass or I know I'm not getting a certain look, I can be a little more fast in my gap or slower in my gap depending on the call. So I think you know that's just going to be like those next steps and evolving in this defense and being able to play off you know play off our teammates. But um, <clears throat> when it comes to you know the defensive line and you know our pass rushes off the edge and our you know our big guys up the middle that can still you know can still pressure the quarterback, um, it's really just going to be about you know letting them play and and getting to third down and yeah know. on paper it's going to be really yeah. hard in, in third down situations yeah. against so, this team to get in the third down third and long getting in those situations where we can really let let them go and um you know have great coverage in the back end because obviously you know with great coverage comes more sacks so you know we, we cover the guys in the back end cover the intermediate routes and you know let the guys that we that we pay to get sacks get sacks what's Robert Sala like with you specifically because. Not only was he defensive coordinator before he was head coach, he's yeah. a longtime linebackers coach. Yeah, um, we have we have a really good um, relationship. No, we, I guess I guess I do things good enough where he don't he's not coaching me as much. Yeah. But if he you know if he sees something or if he see a a certain drop or a certain um, mechanic that I can do a little better, you no, know, he'll come to me and, and tell me. But 
but honestly, besides that, um, it's it's pretty it's pretty cordial, you know. You know, check on the family, ask who's good, everybody good. There's a little football talk here and there. He might crack a joke, but you know, he usually, you know, he's a head coach now, so he he has to talk to everybody a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, in those talks to everybody, do you yeah. like being in his meeting room? Everybody talks about his presence that you could feel him. Yeah, especially when he's talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, you know, he's one of those guys. When, like when you talk, he listens. Um, you know, player, coach. Um, great. He's respectful. Respects you. Respects your time. Um, but you know, he only asks a few things. You know, all gas, no break. And it's it's that simple. And if you you know if you believe in him, you know he'll believe in you. You protect the team. You know he'll protect you. And if you do the right thing, you know he's gonna do the right thing by you. And that's that's really all you can ask. How much you appreciate your defensive coordinator, Jeff Albrecht? He's a guy who played 10 seasons in the National Football mm -hmm. League. He lives by that motto, too, all gas, no break. He's yeah. out there all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I remember actually watching him when I was when I was a little younger. So I definitely remember his name, uh, the Mohawk. I think he had a neck pad back in the day. But, you know, he's just one of those. That's just a, the style of you know, NFL it was back then, you know, the big – the big burly guys just getting downhill, you know, trying to knock each other's faces off. Um, but you see how, you know, the, the game has evolved and you really see, you know, his passion for the game when he's coaching, when he's, you know, trying to put us in the right position. And um, he's he's been in the situation to, you know, to win a win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some people might forget about that. So that's that's exciting for me because I know the system works. You know, if you if you do the right things, if you if you make the right play. So, um, you know, just, you know, with, with Brick. With Coach Sala, uh, with Coach Rudy, linebacker coach, yep. you know, just just it's a, it's a whole family. M, um, you know, Ricky Manning Jr., like all, all the guys, they all connected. That's and that's one thing that that a lot of players and <clears throat> I wouldn't say fans because they they don't really know because they're not in the building. But a lot of players take that for granted. Um, is is the coaches is the coaches and you know their connection, you know how much time they spent together and the other places that they've been. So it's a lot of history with you know a lot of our coaches at other places. You know, in the past 10 years, what I mean, even our team chapel um, coached against, he was coaching against Coach Rudy's team in high school. Like, I found that out like, last week. So, I mean, just, you know, it's, it's crazy, like, what sports can do, you know, as far as connection and, you know, who it brings you to and who he brings it back around to. So, I think just um, it's a special thing that, you know, that obviously that we evolving as a team, but our coaches are evolving as well. Uh, yeah, Rudenberg and Aaron Whitecott and the defensive line coach, were together at New Mexico State yeah. long before they started their NFL careers. I want to get final thoughts here on your second-year quarterback, uh, Zach Wilson. Everybody's talked about him coming to camp, yeah. a little bit more muscle on. He's about 221 pounds, things like that. What's his next step? Uh, I would say, I mean, especially for quarterbacks, is always that, that year one or year two jump with the, you know, with the recognition. Um, you know, what what is he reading? What is he looking at? I mean, obviously, I can't tell you because I'm not in the room, but I, I think that would be the next step for him. Um, you know, he, he's going to take care of his body. You know, he's going to – he's gonna he got the people, in the, the right people in this corner that's going to tell him to do the right things, and he's going to do the right things. But, you know, like I said, when when we get on the field, it's all gonna, always going to be about, you know, his his recognition and, you know, being able to control the football. And, you know, if you can, if you can do that, and if, like I said, we can control the turnover margin, you know, we're going to be in – nine out of 10 games. He's he's always been a confident guy, but yeah. did, did you see something different than the kid who come here last, came here last spring after being drafted with so much on his shoulders? Yeah, when you're, well, when you're a rookie and obviously the, you know, the number one guy, the quarterback, you know, this, that, and the other, it's, it's pressure all the time. 
And on top of that, you learn a new system and a new league with new players and all these other things. So just from year one to year two, just that he's going to be less jittery about, you know, the the playbook part. Like he knows the playbook. He knows his players. Like he knows the system. So that part, I feel like he can, I want to say relax, but he can be more confident in. And it's not like he's just, oh, I got to learn this new play today. Dang, I got to learn this new play tomorrow. We got a whole new thing coming in next week. Like he's seen, he's seen some of these things already. He's seen these formations. You know, you know what we're doing on defense is we're not taking it easy on. We're really trying to you know, make him make the right reads. You know, put put hands in his face, all type of things. You know, like we say, try to make him uncomfortable being comfortable. So, um, I think you know, year two around, you're gonna see you know Zach Wilson number two making a lot of plays on his feet, being in the pocket, making plays, um, and taking care of the football. Let's end here. Let's go to Alabama. How much would uh, C.J. Mosley coming out of high school have made if NIL <laughs> was going back then like it is now? Well, I'm st- I still am a defensive player, so it would have been nice, but it wouldn't have been no quarterback. Okay. That. <laughs> hey, A.J. and um and Greg McElroy would have took all that. So we we have some some all-stars on, on offense. You got to think about Julio. You got to think about Ingram, Trent. Uh I can, I can, I can keep going. You got Amari, yeah. We'll have crumbs compared to those. You guys. still would have made a pretty penny. <laughs> and then, uh, 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 on a more serious note, can you talk about giving back? How much the community means to you? Because you're going to go back here after veteran mini camp concludes to do your annual camp. Yeah. Um, no, been been in athletics most of my life. Always been been honored to be a part of the community. Always giving back and. And even with my family, you know, we always, you know, find ourselves giving back or being in a community. So, uh, you know, for me, it's always it's always good to give back, not just, you know, for myself and for the exposure, but you just never know what, you know, that that person or that kid or that family might be going through that day or what they've been going through. And just, you know, just you being there can give them you no know, signs of hope or, you know, whatever that you host and it can, you know, put them in a in a better position than what they were when they first got there. Um, so that's that's really my reason for you know giving back or being in community or participating in, in any kind of you know charity events that I do. And as far as <clears throat> sorry, as far as my camp, uh, that's I haven't actually it's been two years now because of COVID. Mm. Um, so it, it was going on for three years. So I think this would be the fourth, the fourth or fifth year now. But uh, it's my my annual you know skill well football camp that I do back in my high school in Theodore, Alabama. Uh, I'll be hosting it June twenty third. It's one day. We have we have two two um, practices and a little seven oh seven because that's like the new thing now. Everybody everybody loves seven oh seven, so that's that definitely get 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 the kids going. And um and what we do is Saturday we always have a we call it an all white party. So it started off you know just everybody that you know participated and helped you know we just celebrate each other. It's just like a almost like a family reunion because it's a bunch of friends and family, you know coaches, um, the teachers that helped from the high school. Um, all that type of things, but over the years we you know, we started you know we started doing grant, um, charging at the door, but all the money and all the proceeds uh, went to you know a family in need, uh, whether you know something in the hospital paying for a bill, um, you know disability, anything like that. So uh, I'm not sure like what what we have for this year because I you know my parents and my, my my mom, dad, and me we all you know figure out like who we's gonna. We want to choose for this one, but that's usually how it goes. So it's 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 pretty cool, and it is really turning into something like right in front of our eyes, low key. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, listen, as you approach a birthday thirty, 
Happy birthday. Yeah. You got a lot to celebrate. Enjoy your summer, and we'll be seeing you back here soon. See you real soon. Appreciate it.